Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the podcast Three Sides with me, Aaron McLeod, where we will talk about all things that fall under the umbrellas of high performance, passion, and equality. Today we've got an interesting episode lined up, I think so, anyway. I've been called a perfectionist for most of my life. I used to think that was a big compliment, you know, just doing everything perfectly, but I've come to realize that maybe it isn't. But a lot of high performers are perfectionists. So what is the difference between perfectionism and high performance? Is there a difference? Stay tuned for the rest of the episode, but first, a word from our sponsors. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. So let's get to it. I was reading a bunch of articles the other day about perfectionism. And do you ever come across an article that you're reading and you're like, wow, this is, sounds a lot like me. And I could have used this article a long time ago. So this article by Alison Wolf, published in 2013, it's online. You can find it on slaw.ca. And I'm reading through the article because, again, like I said, I've been a perfectionist for as long as I can remember. But what comes with perfectionism is a lot of anxiety, which I have experienced throughout my career. So what is perfectionism? Let's talk about definitions first. It's when you have exceptionally high standards and expectations for yourself. That doesn't sound like a bad thing, of course. They are highly self-critical. If any of you can relate, I can. Perfectionism is accompanied by certain beliefs or thinking patterns that are incorrect and or unworkable. Simply put, to be a perfectionist is the need to be and do everything to perfection. This next part of the article actually summarized my soccer experience around the 2008 Olympics. And I quote, the result of perfectionism is that it kills the joy in our pursuits which is exactly what happened to me. And again, when it comes to performance anxiety, just to recap, because sometimes I get lost with what that actually means, I would dwell on my mistakes. So I was repeatedly thinking about things happening in the past, and then I would worry about making mistakes in the future, which means I would be worried about things that may or may not ever happen. Which meant I was very, very rarely in the present moment. And that's why I really got into mindfulness because my anxiety about these imperfections were keeping me out of the moment, but also not performing at my best. So perfectionists can become very anxious, which is literally what I just described, which takes away from the ultimate experience and also from performance. 
they are not necessarily great at savoring their successes. And again, this rings so true for me because any time that I would be successful, it was almost like I would have this like sigh of relief, like, oh God, another crisis averted. Instead of thinking, you know, like amazing, I got that right or I got it how I wanted to do it. So I went on to read a number of other articles, just seeing kind of people's opinions on perfectionism, if it's all kind of the same, if it's all bad, if it's all good. And there are some issues related to perfectionism And some of them are obvious, which I've already kind of talked about, you know, having a fixed mindset. And for those of you unfamiliar with fixed mindset, basically you believe that you are born with a fixed amount of talent and intelligence and a mistake or a mistake would kind of prove that you weren't born with that talent, right? So you are more inclined to not step outside your comfort zone, push your limits because you do not want to show to anybody that you're not just naturally gifted and talented. And you also try to avoid situations like a perfectionist uh, does this all the time. And I did this nonstop. You, You don't try to put yourself in a situation where you can blame yourself. So, of course, there are mistakes, and then what often comes with mistakes is the whole self-talk that follows after the mistake. Anytime I would make a mistake, I was mostly afraid of myself and basically all the things I would say to myself after making a mistake. It was so unforgiving, it was so brutal, and I think that was, for me, the worst part about the actual mistakes. And I'll get more into that in a second. But the biggest difference between a high performer and between being a perfectionist is really about your mindset and your beliefs. And, you know, like, is it all bad to be a perfectionist? High performers and perfectionists, the one thing they do have in common is they strive for greatness. High performers understand that mistakes and failures will happen. They, of course, don't intentionally go ahead and make mistakes as much as they possibly can. But they do take it in stride. They do recognize that mistakes and failures are learning opportunities. And they have a tendency to move on at a faster rate. Perfectionists, on the other hand, see mistakes as basically the worst thing ever. Perfectionists take mistakes personally. When we make a mistake, we actually feel like a mistake. It reflects on our own self-worth and our value as a human. This actually was brought up in one of Brene Brown's, one of her awesome TED Talks, where she talks about shame. And what that looks like or sounds like for a perfectionist is, I am a mistake instead of, I've made a mistake. So the self-talk obviously becomes extremely damaging, hence the joy killer that I mentioned earlier. However, it's not all bad. The first step is acknowledging your perfectionist behaviors. Once you are aware of your perfectionism, the things that are working for you, you can keep. But the other things that make you feel bad or anxious or the brutal self-talk, you can start working on those and fine-tuning them so really the end goal is high performance and joy and fulfillment. So what do I mean by fine-tuning? A simple exercise I like to do with the Mindful Project with Dr. Rachel Lindvall, of course, is having our clients acknowledge how they speak to themselves after they make a mistake. And similarly, how they talk to themselves after they succeed. Because if you remember, perfectionists also have a hard time celebrating the wins. And generally, once you become aware of the way you speak to yourself, that is normally enough to change the habit, or at least start working on changing the habit. 
So here are some patterns that I looked at a few websites that always show up for being a perfectionist. You have to do everything at once. If you ever feel compelled that if you have all these things to do, you have to do them at one time. Mistakes are unacceptable. Like we said before, they're like the monsters and the goblins that hide under your bed every night. You like to do things alone because you believe that only you can do them to a certain level of perfection. And you feel as though you should be able to do or solve everything quickly. And this comes back to really that fixed mindset, you know, the natural talent. You should be able to do it right away. So why do you want to steer away from being a total perfectionist? Aside from the joy killer, a lot of perfectionists suffer from severe anxiety. So if you are a perfectionist, here is the plus side and potentially the traits you want to keep in order to be a high performer. So you have high standards and are highly efficient and often very well organized. You often have a polished result because you pay attention to detail. And because you obsess over precision, there are often very few errors in the work that you do. Perfectionists take up a lot of new challenges so they can continue to perfect their skill set. And because they despise mistakes, they are great at catching errors. So these are the traits I think are worth keeping. And in order to move away from the obsession about mistakes, as I mentioned, awareness is key. But once you become aware, then what's next? So for me, I have done a lot of research on grit. And if you haven't read it yet, Angela Duckworth does a fantastic job of explaining inner work. All these studies, she's done a ton of research on grit. And what is grit? It's basically that willingness to, once you've made a mistake or a failure, to get up over and over and over again. And for her, that is definitely the key to success. So self-compassion is actually key for developing grit. Grit is something that you can develop over time. So whether you're a fixed or growth mindset when you're born, it doesn't matter. Grit is getting back up after you fail. So this is obviously clutch for high performers. And this is probably where perfectionists need some work. Self-compassion is that comforting voice saying, you've got this, keep going. So I went to a bunch of self-compassion websites and I wanted to see, you know, how can we develop more self-compassion because if that is the key to developing grit then that's where I want to head being a perfectionist myself. Keep in mind and for me this was really the biggest thing that developing self-compassion also makes your experience a little more enjoyable and that is when I hit my breaking point in 2008. I tore my ACL at the Olympics And I acted like I was devastated, but I was relieved because the pressure that I put on myself was just so immense that I couldn't enjoy what I was doing anymore. So for me, it came down to the joy. And the cool thing about becoming more of a high-performing athlete and less of a perfectionist is that you can have it all. You will, of course, make mistakes and make the errors, but if you develop self-compassion, then instead of you know your first response after you make a mistake being like, oh, you idiot, what are you doing? The first response is giving yourself props for having the courage to even try it in the first place. To go towards something that's difficult and pushing your boundaries. And for me, I would rather have that. I spoke to a group of young people recently, between 10 and 18 year olds. I always ask them, you know, what do you say to your teammate when they make a mistake? And almost every single one of them, with that, 
without even blinking an eye, are saying, oh, say, get up, try again, it's okay, don't worry about it. But the last people we ever say that to is ourself. So here are some of the keys to developing that self-compassion. So the first one is self-kindness versus self-judgment. When you make that mistake, you award yourself for the courage and the effort instead of being brutal to yourself, like I just mentioned. This brutality is the root of the anxiety that comes with perfectionism. Number two, common humanity versus isolation. So mistakes happen to all of us and hard things happen to all of us, right? And when we're going through it, almost all of us are like, oh my God, why me? I can't believe this is happening to just me. We totally isolate ourselves and we feel as though we are the only person in the world going through this, which is untrue, of course. We all go through our own amount of suffering. But it's about understanding that sometimes things are hard and that we aren't perfect and we aren't supposed to be. And sometimes not being okay is okay. And then finally, you know, I had to throw this in here, mindfulness over identification. Self-compassion helps us be more objective because we are calmer. And that comes from mindfulness. You know, you're breathing in for three seconds and out for four seconds. It enables you to take a moment. And when it comes to negative situations or making a mistake, we accept our emotions instead of being our emotions. The difference is, you know, like I'm angry or I'm feeling angry. If we don't have that moment of mindfulness, we can sometimes let our emotions take the wheel and then we over-identify with the mistake or what we've done wrong. So this little bit of space we create between us and what we are feeling or what we've experienced is a key element to mindfulness, that space between a stimulus or a situation and our reaction to it. It helps us with perspective and allows us to see a situation with greater clarity. So if any of this episode resonated with you, I'm glad you listened. As I've gotten older, I've really come to appreciate the lessons I've learned through sport and apply them to the rest of my life. If you are a perfectionist, do not judge yourself for it. There is no wrong or right way to be. For me, I just got so fed up with being my own worst enemy, not realizing until late in my career that the power to change my mental habits is completely in my hands. Thanks again for tuning in to Three Sides. And one more word from our sponsor before we finish. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Three Sides with Aaron McLeod. If you are interested in hearing about a certain topic, let me know. You can email me directly at themotivenation1 at gmail.com or my Mindful Project email, Aaron at themindfulproject.us. Thank you for your presence and for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.